Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, where two football diehard fans feel the joy and pain of being lifelong Washington fans. They will bring you an unapologetic and an occasional level-headed opinion. So hold on as we fight for old D.C. with your two favorite knuckleheads. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, from traveling the world is my main man, Reggie. What'd he do? What's going on, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, a lot, a lot has happened since I've uh, been gone. I know, I know. We, uh, you know, normally we'd kind of sit together and, and watch at least the first round uh, of the draft, but uh, while you were on your world travel, were you on a cruise or were you traveling the world in, in your <laughs> private jet or, you know, how, you know, how were you, how were you living, man? Just so the people know, I drove twelve hours <laughs> in a in a vehicle. Man, I can't I can't believe you can you stayed in that limousine for that long, man. I, I can't believe it. No, man. You know, just just went to go see the fam. That's good. That that is that is actually uh, fantastic. We should all we'd all like to spend more and more time with our family when they're not in the in the area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So just went to go see the fam, and uh, just so happened the timing of it all was the draft. And uh, so I wasn't able to be here uh, with you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, with you guys uh, watching the draft. But I did watch it. Yeah. I did watch it. I, I was tuned in to see what was going on to to uh, check out the uh, arriving and the new commanders. Yeah, we um, we, we were text we were texting back and forth through it. So, yeah. but yeah, this is the this is the first. You know, to your point, this is the first uh, recruiting Inaug- class of, of the commanders. Yeah, commanders first class. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I got to say, man, I've been trying to make a conscious effort to uh, say commanders more often, and it's yeah. it's starting to, I guess, sound a little more normal. You know, hearing it at the right. draft. You know, right. the Washington Commanders. You saw Chase and Santana Moss up there. You know, saying commanders right. where you at. Right. You know, and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's. It, it's coming slowly still yeah if you see the um they, they painted the field with yeah, the yeah. end zone saying commanders on yeah, it that yeah. looked nice yeah you know, with the w logo in the middle yeah um uh, it's coming together it, man it, it so it's look looking bad. it's looking it look and, you know and seeing seeing commanders on the television and and uh you know as the nfl was doing the uh the draft and you know commanders up on you know on the board and right all right. that kind of stuff so it's starting to look look better sound better and so. it's becoming a little bit more of the norm yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah, yeah. We, we talked before um about the free agency and uh, along with our pre-draft we, you know, we covered a little bit of the free agency that because we went and got carson wentz we didn't we weren't active in in free agency um if anything we lost a whole lot more than anything that we gained correct uh it, it was kind of a let, let's hold on to as many players as we can but it was it was really rather uneventful free agency time when Washington a lot of times has been big splash players, you know, over the last 20 years, they, they try to go get that one player, those two players. But, but this year it was, it was trading for a, for a quarterback and waiting till the draft. Yeah. So many fans and, you know, ourselves included were, were basically anticipating the draft because of the fact that we weren't very active in free agency. So, Everything was geared toward the draft. What will we do? Who will we pick? How will we go about it? And those types of things. And so, you know, once the draft got here, man, I was, uh, I was very, very, very intrigued about what we would do because we were sitting in a spot at number 11 
where we would have pretty much the pick of a handful of players or a handful of impact players um, that would join the team. And uh, as things would happen, as we were sitting there, uh, they did what I thought they would do, which was they traded back. And I, I, as soon as it happened, I was like, I knew it. I knew they was going to trade back. Well, we'll come, we'll come back to that. But I want to kind of circle back around because okay. when we, we talked on our last podcast, podcast you know, I started using the, the, the term prove it, right? Be, because there's been so many times over the last two years that we think things are going good, but come on, man, prove it. Prove it, right? Okay. And, and I'll be honest, 2022, as a Washington Commanders fan, and I'm just talking about me now, but I, I think a lot of other Commanders fans um, will will agree with me. It's okay. been a very tr- – considering we haven't played a lick of football, haven't even gotten into the mini camp, it's been, it's been tough. Yeah. Um, and because, and you know, if I just say, you know, go thumbs up or thumbs down on the things that have happened, right, up until the point that you just talked about with the number 11 pick, um, you know, and, and you can comment on all these. We'll go real quick. Team name, when you first heard it, and this is everything when you first happened, team name – Thumbs up, thumbs down. It was thumbs down. Thumbs down. Team logo, thumbs up, thumbs down. It was a thumbs down. Thumbs down. Uh, trading for Wentz. Initially, thumbs Initially, down. Thumbs down. I agree. Then through free agency, you know, we lost Collins or, or cutting because of right. cap space and things like that. Uh, we lost Settle. We lost Ionitis. We lost Sheriff. We lost Carter. We didn't really get anybody. That was a thumbs down for me. So free agency was a thumbs down. It was a thumbs down. And then we get to our first round, first round pick. Man, we talk about, man, we're going to get one of these wide receivers, maybe, maybe one of the stud cornerbacks or the safety <laughs> out of uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame right? And we, we trade. Tra- we, we trade back. Thumbs down. <laughs> so those are all the events. Up to that point, every single event that has happened in 2022 – for knucklehead Kenny, is a thumbs down. Okay. Now, you, know, you sit back and you have to do some evaluation of things, but I haven't been happy as a Commanders fan in 2022. I'll, I'll be honest. Fair enough. But but I will say I had a thumbs down reaction to many of those things, and as I sit here today, I can say some of those some of the thumbs down are now thumbs up. Okay. Out of out of all those. Minus the first round pick, Carson Wentz. That's a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up for me now. It was a thumbs down before. It was. A, it's a thumbs up now. The team name, the logo, all that stuff. I don't know. It's a thumbs up, but it, I'm. I'm. It's coming around, but it's not. It's not really a thumbs up. Uh, how, how much Commanders gear have you bought so far? That would be a zero. Okay. I'm just. I'm just covering. Okay. But keep going. <laughs> all right. Then the free agency. Um, you know, the reaction to free agency is, is still a thumbs down. So the only, I guess the only thing is probably Carson Wentz. And then, of course, then we had to draft. And 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 when I covered the, everybody we were losing, um, we, I mean, we were just barely somehow hung on to uh, J.D. the DJ, right? <laughs> J.D. the McKinney. Because yeah. he was reported gone, and we thought, 
for sure that he was gone. And, and we were like happy and almost celebrating that he didn't go. You know what I mean? That was our, that was our saving grace right. in free agency. Right. He chose so, us. Yeah. So yeah, he, he chose, chose us. us. So, uh, and, and I'm just trying to lay this out that it's been a lot of disappointments. Okay. That's um, at, That's at, whatever, at whatever level. Um, even, you know, even for Carson Wentz, I'll go back. Um, I think they were getting ready to cut him. So the fact that we gave up a, a, a third and, and what's going to be next year's second is, is, is a big letdown. I want to say this again. I know you, you continue to talk about that Carson was going to get cut, and that's fair. But when a guy is a free agency, it's his choice. And there's no guarantee, just like J.D. chose us, there's no guarantee that any of the other free agent quarterbacks, including Carson, who has a choice in where he wants to play, he may not have chose us. So what we did was we had to go get the guy in order to make sure we can secure the guy. So they had to make the trade. Otherwise, you're right. They were going to cut him. But he could have chose Pittsburgh. He could have chose anywhere else other than Washington. So for us to make sure we get Carson or quarterback X, we had to make the trade. So I, I understand, but you have to also understand that's why they had to do that. Yeah, and we'll see how Carson Wentz ends up playing. I'm, I'm, I'll just say I'm skeptical. I'm all in. You skeptical? I'm all in on QB one, man. You, 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 that that's the that's the mantra, right? All, all the fans got to just put on your blinders and just support whoever it is, right? That that, and I understand that as as a fan, I'm normally there. Not entirely because you can still not like the guy and not like the pick, not like the trade, not like the player. And say that I still don't like getting this particular guy. Right. I've I've kind of come around and looked at some of the things that he does well, right. and figured you know what I think this could be a big deal for us. Right. And so, because I will say this, regardless of what kind of play you get from Carson Wentz this coming season, is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. And if Taylor Heineke can get you seven wins, I mean, dang, Carson should be able to get you at least that, if not more. And and I and I and I have agreed that he should be an upgrade from Taylor Heineke, and but but you know when I've talked about we've talked about both of us not just myself but about building a team you know one of the things that I've said for years is you need a quarterback and you need difference makers you need tools to to attack with whether you're attacking defensively or whether you're talking attacking offensively okay and at the number 11 pick we were in prime spot to take a what we would perceive as what a perceive maker. as a difference maker exactly how we wanted to lay it out I mean, we, we all you and i almost couldn't have laid it out any better right right you had alave and williams both sitting there whether, whether you depend on which type of receiver, because there, there, there's differences in those types of receivers, but they were both, for the type of receiver they were, they were both, to me, the best of that type of receiver, right? Uh, you had Drake London, who was a, was a third type of receiver, but to me, you had one and two right there, depending on what type of receiver you wanted. Right. And we let it pass. You let you let a uh, you didn't let an offensive lineman pass. You didn't let a defensive tackle pass. You know you let a a difference maker, game breaking type of wide receiver go, and and that stung. I'm 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 just gonna 
be truthful about that. It it hurt. I I was not happy, and there might have been a couple, uh, you know, R-rated words that that flew out when we didn't have them because I thought this laid out exactly how we wanted it to lay out. Okay, and so when we traded back, you were not happy. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Well, I I was not. I I'm not gonna lie. I was not. I was not happy about the trade back. And then <laughs> it is ironic that the Saints traded with us in the 11th spot. And who did they pick? They picked one of the guys, right? They picked one of the guys that many feel is going to be a good player in this league. Right. And um, at that point, I was disappointed. I was extremely intrigued because now it's like, what are we doing? And who are they targeting? Right. And at that point, I thought they were going to get uh, the safety. Because I think he, Kyle Hamilton was still on the board. Yeah, but I knew I knew Hamilton nor Williams, uh, other than some kind of miracle or or just something undisclosed that hasn't come out publicly yet. Neither one of those was going to drop six, five, six spots from eleven to sixteen. So five, 11, yeah, five spots. I didn't anticipate either one dropping that far. To be honest with you, I, I think I think Jamison may have, but Detroit came up to get him. And there was some speculation that Philly was going to get him, but right, right. Um, but again, if you listen to to John Kime for one, you know we, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of John Kime and and a respectable guy. John said that when they looked at the players that they wanted and the way the their board was, um, Dotson was one of the guys that they continued to talk about in terms of the Commanders organization, Josh. Um, Josh Dotson, man, God, don't let me say that again. <laughs> uh, Jahan Dotson was one of their top four receivers. So when the draft was played out the way it did, case in point, Drake London went early, which right. I was surprised by that. But Drake London going to the Falcons at number eight, at that point, uh, and then Garrett Wilson going to the Jets, the, the commanders at that point was like, well, we still got one of our guys, and one of our guys is Dotson. Right. And so they were like, well, we, we felt like we can trade back and get this guy. And a lot of, apparently a lot of people had him down in the draft. So, therefore, trading back to get more picks and still get one of their top four guys was a feasible thing for them to do, and that's what they did. So if you know anything about Dotson the player – Clearly, the way if you looked at him or viewed him <laughs> the way the commander's organization did, right. then doing what they did was a perfect scenario for them. Not, not for Kenny. <laughs> not, maybe not right. for a lot of fans and, certain, and probably not for me either at that time. So when all this happened, I think most fans were like, what the hell are we doing? We just let all these guys go. We had an opportunity. We were sitting here. We traded back. We got more players. And who the hell are we going to get now? Yeah, let me ra- let me raise my hand to being in that in that team, and, right? And, and I on, was on that on that uh, I was. group of people, yes. But then I said, okay, let me chase this guy out, and Kenny. I, I, I like him. I, I, I hey hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, man. I I was I, I initially I thought Josh Dawson. <laughs> All right, I was like, no, I'm, we, I'm sure I'm sure every everybody uh, lifelong Commanders Redskins fan. Uh, they kind of cringed at just the name. Absolutely. Right? From a, from I mean, a, the initials, and, everything. I mean, I mean, wide receiver, 
the name and first round. Oh yeah. You know, you didn't want to. We're not too far removed from Josh Dawson. Right, right. To hear Jahan, I was like, what? Who? Did he go back? You know, so yeah, we were, I was like, uh-uh. But man, I, I've I'm, I've come around, Ken. Well, I, I think the guy, I say the guy, the kid slash man, he's playing in the NFL. Kids don't play in the NFL, but at, at my age, everybody at that age is he's, a kid. He's a young man, young man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in disrespect when I say kid, uh, but you know, the kid's got skills, right? Um, time will tell whether, you know, how, how he performs, but, uh, the kid's got some, some, definitely some very good hands and he is crisp on his cuts. Uh, his cuts and moves are, are sharp without a doubt. Um, if, you know, hopefully he can, and a knock that a lot of people will say on him, and it doesn't take much to, for even an average fan to see his height and his weight, know that you know he better be hitting the, the weight room hard because you know some of these stronger, experienced cornerbacks they're just gonna they're gonna chuck him and, and never let him get off the line or never get him never let him get his stride. As a wide receiver, if you just delay somebody by just a step and a half that they can't get going, they're basically out of the play a lot of times. Um, and so that's something he's going to have to fight fight on and, and use his quickness skill to get by people as he gets stronger. And I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just pointing something out that it's something that he's going to have to step up his game at the NFL level. Well, clearly he will probably be a slot guy, right? Right, right. And when you're in the slot, you know, again, that's where your quickness and all that. You typically have smaller receivers there anyway. So I'm not too concerned about his size. Um, just simply because, again, that's typically where you see small receivers in the NFL. Second, second thing about him is, you know, I think about guys like Santana Moss. I think about guys like Jameson Crow- uh, Crowder and guys that have been small and yet able to be successful in the NFL. And so – even with their size. So, right, right. so I, I, I understand the size is a concern. It just means that he probably can't, can't be the X receiver. But that doesn't mean that he can't be moved around. He can't be on, on wide receiver screens and all the things that slants and perhaps things that hopefully Scott Turner will utilize in his, in his playbook that we've not seen in the past. So but the kid can play. It I, look, mean, it, I mean, it definitely looks like he, he's interesting. Let, let's say that, that without a doubt. I, I think where the hesitation is, myself included, is we never heard the name um, in in many of the mock drafts, and you and potentially because I guess we were picking we were picking in the eleventh spot, but um, and most of the time drafts are focused on those guys that are picking higher up. But we never heard the name as an impact guy. So the question is, is he going to be an impact guy? Right. If all things play out the way they should, the way we hope then I think he'll be fine. But that, that requires people staying healthy, sure. Samuel, Terry, Carson well, well, playing, playing the way Carson should be able to play as opposed to what we don't want Carson to, the way we want Carson to play. So I, I, I think he'll be fine, man. And I, I'm, I'm extremely intrigued by this kid. And, and let me say, you know, with I've been pointing out a lot of struggles that I've had in 2022, basically since the commanders started, right? Um, of, of the team name and logo and, and things like that. But to be on the positive side, uh, if this kid turns out to be a baller, um, and I anticipate that 
Terry will be signed in during the summer, spring or summer. I think they're going to get get that done. He'll probably sign a four year extension. He still has one. That means these two guys will be will be together for five years. Okay, right. That's that's a good receiving core. Again, if he's panning out and he's worthy, of, let's just say he's worthy of a number one pick at whatever level you are look at. You don't look back and say, man. You know, he, he's, he was a first-round pick, but he's playing like a third- or fourth-round receiver. Um, if he's playing like a first-round receiver, uh, we're going to be good for for five years. Yeah. You know, that, and, and, and that's a positive. Spot. For, for, for a, an area that we have been weak at for a number of years, um, and, and whether it ends up being Carson Wentz for three years, and, and hey, Wentz, I hope, you, I hope you do well, and we extend your three years another two or three years. Uh, that means we're being successful, but potentially we're we could be in good shape for the next five years with uh, Dotson and resigning Terry. Dotson, not Josh, but Dotson. I just said Dotson. Correct. I just want to make sure people know we're talking about <laughs> not Josh Dotson, right? Jahan. <laughs> so uh, it was, a, and so that pretty much covers that. That I mean, we picked up a. But let me. But let me. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, by, 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 moving, say. by moving back, we picked up a third round and a fourth round. The, the third round was a compensatory pick, so it was really kind of a fourth round and a fourth round. But you call it whatever you want. Um, we picked up two picks with that. Correct. And so when you consider what they got um, with the trade back, um let me see. The Saints, the Saints ended up with Chris Olave, and we ended up with four players as a result of that trade back. That trade back allowed us additional picks, and then those additional picks also allowed us to do some trading. So we ended up with four picks, four players, by virtue of that trade back. But that's not accurate. And I, I saw that little uh, post or whatever, because when we moved, we lost a sixth-round pick, Right. Understand. Okay, so I'm, we, I'm just we, saying. So, so our 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 first round and our sixth round, our two became four. I understand. Okay, but we lost a six, but now our picks were within the third and fourth round. Correct. Which we didn't have a third, and we ended up with um, another fourth. Correct. So I understand. Yeah, we lost a six, but if I'm picking a sixth round or a third or fourth round, I'd rather take the third or fourth round. Oh, no, no right. doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So. So we ended up turning those picks. That trade back allowed us to get four, four players in the early, I should say, in the earlier rounds that we potentially would not have been able to get if we don't do the trade back. Right. Okay. So the four, four guys we got, which we would touch on those guys, the four guys we got was Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, Sam Howell, and uh, the tight end Cole Turner. Right. So those players that are now on our team are as a result of that trade back. Right. Okay. So that being the case, I'll take that. The four guys that we just that I just named, as opposed to the one guy, which would have been Chris Olave or um Williams. Williams. Uh, yeah. I I'm okay with it. So so you you wouldn't trade those four guys for Williams today? I would trade those guys for Williams. Go ahead. But listen to what I'm saying, though. But I'm, but I'm making that based on the fact that 
the trade that actually took place was Chris Olave as opposed to those guys. Well, Williams was there. So you yeah. got the choice of taking whichever player you wanted. This is true. But I'm just basing it on people. If you want to look at the trade, I'm only talking about the trade. I, I can't I can't go that route because I don't know who they had on their draft. Because you and I both 100% would have taken Williams. But the trade, the trade itself was Olave. No, the, no, no, no. The trade is the spot. It's not the player. Okay. They, they. I mean, if they would have taken uh, Hamilton, would you have said Hamilton for those four guys? No, because I wasn't a big fan of Hamilton. Well, there you go. That's the, so, so you can't do that with Olave then. Why not? I wanted. I, I, I liked Olave. But they, but he wouldn't have been your pick at eleven. If you're, I mean, you got to you got to substitute it with whoever your pick would be that was on the board at the time. I mean, for you and I talking. No, I see what you're saying, but no. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it just based on the fact when you compared the trade, we traded out the 11 spot and the Saints picked up Olave. So would you rather have Olave versus the four players that we got? And I'm saying I will take the four players we got as opposed to Olave. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, but, but the player taking the very next pick you wouldn't have traded. <laughs> See, that, that just doesn't make sense, but that's fine. You can you can call it or lay it up however you want, but sense. you and I would, are, from, from my perspective, we had a shot at Williams, and we chose to go with those four players. But here's the deal. I, I don't disagree. And I don't, I don't know how Washington's board was, so I can only go that. I think if this was year two, year one, year two of Ron Rivera, I think he picks Williams. The fact that this is year three, he can't wait for this kid or have this kid potentially sit out most of the year. I think he was probably low on their board. They, I'm, I was be willing to say they're not disagreeing with his talent. They just didn't have the time to wait. So therefore, Williams was probably not high on their board as a result of the injury. But for me, simply put, Chris Olave versus those guys, and the fact that we needed more depth. We, we all wanted an impact guy, and yes, Jameson, James, Jameson Williams would have been my guy. But looking at who they ultimately ended up with, it's kind of hard for me to argue the four players that we got. Right. I, I, mean, I mean, I know what you're saying, but it's hard for me to argue those four players. No, man, because mean, all of these guys, as we're going to go through here a little bit, yeah. all of these guys feel the need. They all feel the need, and they will, I think, potentially, at a minimum, provide some depth. And at at best, will certainly have an impact on this team. Yeah, um, you know it's one of those things when we always grade. You you start seeing ESPN and CBS and Fox Sports and Sports Illustrated. They all they all give you a grade, right? You, you Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Whether they do a grade each day or on on Sunday morning, you look and everybody's graded the entire draft for you, um, and if I'm just looking at our draft overall, I don't feel bad. I don't feel great, but I don't, I don't feel bad. But, you know, ask me again, you know, like we talked about on the pre-draft, look, look at the past five years and the players that were still on the team or still making an impact and how we – and I don't think any of those drafts we would have necessarily graded as bad. But when we look at it now and we look back the last five drafts, six drafts, uh, most of those were, would be would probably get a C at best, and so whether these players end up panning out or not, time will tell. But man, we need we 
I'm hoping, just like always, I'm hoping that they do because because we need we need talent on this team. You the, can't can't get enough. Yeah, I'm looking at my list list here, and what I think you're saying. I mean, you you can speak for yourself, but how I interpret sure, that, I sure. should say, is I'm looking at these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players, right? And none of these eight players are household names. None of these eight players are guys you go. Man, that's where that guy wound up. He's in Washington. I, I would take. I would our, our quarterback that we chose. I, I would disagree with, but outside of that, I would. Yeah, he's not household. Uh, he was. He was probably the top two or three quarterbacks at the end of this time. This time last year, he was going. He was the top two or three quarterbacks perceived in the nation. Um, but he had a, a little bit of a down year. Um, I mean. He's him and Kwame Brown, not Kwame Brown. Look at see how do I come up with these crazy uh, names, uh, man? <laughs> man, I do I do this every podcast, do. don't I? You love messing these dudes' names. I do. I mean, well, there is a Kwame Brown, and, and and he was a bust. Don't get me wrong. NBA folks. In, in, well, DC still in DC, right? <laughs> but why are we talking about basketball? But but Diame uh, Brown. Diame Brown. Okay. I mean, uh, can't listen. Sam Howell was the one, Sam Howell was the one I making him look good. Look, man, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but Sam Howell, if you know about Sam Howell, it's only because they was constantly talking about him as a quarterback going into the draft. And as the season ended and we started going into this thing, what everybody was saying was these guys, but these guys, but. So I understand you recognize his name, but. There's a reason he went in the fifth round. No, no doubt. Okay, so my point B here is none of these guys here, when you look at them that you right now today say these are the impact guys. Absolutely. N- n- none of these names jump out to you and you go, that's the guy. Including our first-round pick. Right. There's no, there's no top stud DB. There's no top stud wide receiver. There's no top stud lineman. No, the, no, but nobody slipped like crazy and we yeah. ended up picking them up like exactly. we did uh, uh, Geis that, right. the one year. Guys, Jonathan Allen. Jonathan none, Allen. None, yep. none of these guys on this list here. You go, man. Washington ended up with that guy. We had a chance at one, right? <laughs> so my point being is, so because of that, I think that makes this draft for the most part a wait and see. There's a lot of hope that these are the right players. We hope that these guys turn out to be right, as opposed to having one of those guys on this list here that are that are going to be that is a household name before he plays in the NFL. Yeah. You mentioned our eight picks. You realize six of the eight picks were not in our spot where we were originally slotted. They're all related to trades. Only two were in our projected spots, right? We should have been the 11th pick in every single round. But out of all eight picks, six out of eight were moves one way or the other to get for us to, to pick them. It just kind of we, we moved around a lot, okay, on, on both sides. Well, not that that's good or bad. I, I mean, think the whole draft, all, all things will, 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 will work out and, and see. But there was a lot of moving in this draft. Yeah, it, I agree. It was kind of weird. Yeah, trade after trade, people moving around, um, that kind of deal. So let's move on, man. So yeah, on our second pick, Mister Fedarian Mathis, what's your take on him? Hey, the guy. We, the, we only know how to get defensive linemen. The guy from, or the pick. From um, Either way, what, what you got on him? Well, I, I'll be honest. I didn't know a whole lot about him. I recognized him as being at Alabama, but I wasn't too sure. And I'm like, 
another Alabama guy, right? But yeah. everything that I saw, including his own comments, <laughs> uh, we uh, picked him a, a round, round and a half way too early. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. he said, I mean, this is a, you know, he, he, you would think that he would be very uh, proud and go, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the best pick and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to show everybody. I mean, he basically said, I didn't think I was going to get picked to the third or fourth round. That's what he was hearing. That's what he said. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I mean, but no, no, nobody's saying, man, you could be higher. You know, his, his agent, no, nobody's giving him the talk of, of second round. <laughs> Everybody is telling him that. Uh, you know, so my, my first reaction when I, when I saw the guy was, who is he? My second reaction was, can we pick any, any defensive player from, from any other school? What, 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 why are all of our defensive guys from Alabama? But 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 as as you find out, it keeps going. Oh yeah, <laughs> it doesn't stop. But but at this point, I'm talking defense. <laughs> right right right. I'm like, why do we keep? I mean, I'm not saying that Alabama's not a good school. I'm not saying they don't have good defensive players. But if we really look about, think about it. Name me one guy at this point that we drafted from Alabama that is considered a star slash keeper. Other than Jonathan Allen, we picked up Ryan Anderson, uh, Ruben Foster. Didn't work. I mean, all these guys came through and none of them worked out. But yet we keep going back. It's like they even they even made made a, a joke about it on television. Like like we need to move our team down down to t- Tuscaloosa. Yeah, so somewhere so, somewhere between uh, Tuscaloosa and Carolina. Uh, Carolina. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like we 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 can't pick up players. Well, we don't trust players if they didn't play in Carolina or Tuscaloosa. Got to have a connection to one or the other. It's like, or military. Right. <laughs> right. If his family was in the military, right, we, right, right. we want them. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand it. And, and, and again, it's not like this is just, we're just hitting home runs with these guys. Right. I mean, Deron Payne came, but we're going to let him go. I don't think that would just smoke. I think they're going to let him go. I, I, and I, I see letting him go because there's a lot of other big contracts that are be coming, I, I, and you just I get it, I you, get it. We get we it. knew from day one we're never going to be able to keep all four. Somebody's going to be odd man out, right? But whether we talk about it here, and I know people have been talking about it. So if you knew that you wasn't going to resign Deron Payne, then why didn't you keep Ioannidis or Tim Settle? Or even to that point, I know we're kind of getting away from the draft, but it's related, is if you knew you weren't going to keep paying, why didn't you use him to trade him, get a first, second, third, fifth round pick, and keep Ioannidis, which is going to be significantly less money, and or Tim Settle, because both of them have, I'm not saying that they're as good as Payne, but they've both played solid for Washington. Correct. And so what are we, what are we going to get for Payne? Nothing. Correct. Nothing at this point other than playing out his contract. You may uh, get good contribution because he's playing in the final year of his deal. He wanted a big contract, right? Yeah. So you might, might get some production. But, again, he could potentially be the, another big player for us that will walk and we get nothing for him. And, and I mean, you look and look at the successful teams that look forward like that. Um, I mean, that uh, Belichick was known. This would be a perfect example where Belichick – would have traded him. Just traded him. Pick pick up a second, third, fourth, whatever you can get for him. 
And I mean, here here we already signed or, or drafted the guy from Alabama. Plus, if we would have kept Settle or Ionitis for a, a very reasonable rate from a starting well, well, defensive, well, Matt tackle, Ionitis is already on the contract, right? Right. Granted, it was a one year deal, the, the one year left, left on his deal, right? right. And Tim Settle just wanted a contract so he can play more. And, and both of them, neither one of the contracts, either the one that Settle got or the one that Ionitis had, was anything big from a starting defensive tackle perspective. Correct. And if there's a guy you're going to let walk on a play on a one year deal and potentially let him walk, Ionitis would be the guy to do that, not Deron Payne. Correct. Correct. So, but again, and it was, it was even crazier, man. I'm watching some highlights on this kid, Mathis. And who do I see in, in some of the highlights? Deron Payne. So, so they drafted yeah. his buddy who's, right. <laughs> who's about to come in and take his job. And, right. uh, but I, I didn't understand what they're doing with that deal. But, uh, again, I don't know much about the kid. He was surprised to go in the second round. And I think many fans were surprised that he was drafted in the second round by us. But when we immediately thought about the uh, Alabama connection, you're like, duh. Of course, we went and picked up a uh, a defensive lineman from Alabama. Yeah, and I mean, considering that our third round pick wasn't until it was the compensatory pick, so um, I believe it was ninety eight, if I remember right. Yes. You know, there's a big gap between. You want to let the folks know who he is? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm just talking about in general, right? Before I even talk about the talk between Mathis and our what would be our third round pick, there was a a long time. And why, while Dotson, one of the criticisms of us drafting him there was we were drafting him high at number 16 when he should have been a mid-20s, maybe even right. an early second-round pick. We turn around and do the exact same thing with Mathis, and I text you and I said, you know, what, what sixth-round player are we going to pick in the third round? <laughs> you know, what, you know, what, are, are right. we going to keep doing this? You can't keep doing that throughout an entire draft. Uh, but then the third round came along, and to your point, we drafted another Alabama guy on the offense, uh, running back Robinson. And I'll be honest, I, I I thought that was early for a position we didn't have as high of a need for. Um, and, and I'm not, not saying that our running backs are stellar out of this world, but... You know, we at that point we could have definitely used a, an offensive guard, a linebacker, safety, and you're still talking in the third round. So there's still some some strong talent at that point, and I didn't think that a running back was a was a need at that point. It wasn't, but I will tell you this: my reaction to Brian Robinson was okay. I like it, and I like it. From this perspective, I know you say it wasn't a position of need, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out a couple of things here that make that I hope will change your mind about why and make you happy about the Brian Robinson draft pick. So understand that he had sat at Alabama behind, I think, four other running backs who all ended up in the NFL. So when I had heard about Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, although he was a four year guy at Alabama, he didn't play a lot. Right. So he doesn't have the mileage on him Agreed. as a guy who's been in college for four years. So he's, he should be fresh. That's number one. Number two, he's a big back. Big, strong back. Right. And he is going to now, he's going to be our biggest back. Right. He's, he's, he's going to be where 
Barber was. Correct. Right, a couple years ago. So he's a big, strong guy, big, agile, quick guy. And so now he's going to bring a little thunder to the lightning in our backfield, <laughs> right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. So you got, you got the fast guy. You got J.D. and you got Antonio. But now you got the big guy. So now he's your short yardage guy. He's your guy that maybe you can get over the, over the, uh, the goal line or you need short yardage because we don't have that guy. But this guy could be that guy. Right. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful. Like okay. I said, I – Here's yeah, the other Sorry, thing. sorry. If you remember last year, Gibson, our main running back, seemed to have problems with fumbling the ball. Right. So now if Gibson comes into the season having fumble issues, you know what? I'm going to sit you down. Because now, between Brian Robinson and J.D. McKissick, we'll give those guys the carries. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so, that, so that now, definitely happened. So now, Antonio's got to get it together on, his, on his carrying the ball, on the fumbling the ball. So, I like this pick. And I like, I think he's going get, to get Antonio Gibson's attention. And I like the fact that he's a big body, powerful running back, and it's something we don't have in our, in our uh, running back room. So, I, I, I actually like the pick. Yeah, I, I hope he's successful, right? I, I hope all these guys um, end up being starters. And like I said, for myself, I look at what holes did we have. And I'll be honest, you know, there there is not a position, including defensive end. Ooh, I know probably got, got some people rattled on that, that we can't have an improvement on. I know we're not going to go drafting a defensive end early, but there's no position – on the either side of the field that I'm not open to an upgrade because everybody could either play better or there is somebody better out there to take, to take their job. And, and if run, that happens, and, and if, includes running back. I, I don't disagree, but there were some bigger holes. And again, I, I, we need a, we need an offensive guard. Um, uh, we need a uh, linebacker and a safety. And again, that 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 third round. I mean, even what everybody talked about the second and third rounds. There was a lot of depth there, and there was still some talent. Uh, even as I was watching, there was offensive linemen and guards that were rated. You know, when you rate your players from you know one to five hundred, however many, there's a lot of in the thirties. Uh, you know, thirty two, thirty four offensive linemen that we didn't take at 98. So there was some where we were just the opposite on uh, Mathis and Dotson. We could have gotten uh, what would per- be perceived as value at with our third-round pick on, on an offensive guard. Um, and, and that was just let down. I, I thought there was a good opportunity there. But, again, if the guy produces and he's, a, he's another tool in the, in the toolbox, hey, man. Well, keep in mind, free agency is not over, right? We, we, sure, have, sure, we have sure, a history sure. of after the draft, as with most teams, now we'll come back to some of the free agents that were not signed prior to the draft. Right. So there are guys out there that we will potentially go back and get on some, some, um, some inexpensive deals. So the draft is over from that perspective. And I, 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 I don't disagree with what you're saying, but any pick, you could probably make that same statement that you just made about any pick in this third round. Right. Whether it was a safety or whether it was a linebacker, whether it was an offensive lineman, someone could have said, "Well, we need a linebacker in the third round." I mean, so you can make that argument for any of these in any position in the third round. But they went running back. I like the pick. I, I really do. I like the pick, and I like the kid um, that they picked in this spot. 
I don't know who else was available. I, don't, I think I missed this part of the draft. Okay. But I, I, when I saw the pick, I was like, oh, I like it. But okay. I don't. But again, I don't know who they passed over on this. Right. Right. No problem. Um. So quickly moving on here, I don't have a whole lot to say about the fourth round pick, Percy Butler, the safety, other than the fact that they picked a safety in the first four rounds. What is a position of need? Yes. I don't know much about the kid, but. It was somebody that they drafted. A lot of people say it was a great pick. Yeah, and that's a lot of feedback I got from. I saw also from uh, different um, scouts out there yeah. that were analyzing our draft. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of positive feedback on, yeah. on a lot of people really like the pick. Right, say he's a good player. He's uh, uh, covers a lot of ground. Great tackling and all the things you would want out of a safety. And and the fact that we picked him. I don't know if it's because he failed in the draft or what the situation was, but a lot of folks liked the pick, and they liked the pick in the fourth round. Right. Um, the shock of the draft for me is our first <laughs> pick in the fifth round, yeah. which is quarterback Sam Howell, Ken's, yeah. Ken's favorite guy. <laughs> no, I, I was a little surprised <laughs> myself. Um, like I said, I because I knew that Heineke was probably not going to be our quarterback, maybe that's why I looked at quarterbacks – throughout last year um as as the college season started last year i was tracking three or four quarterbacks and sam howell was one of them um he did have a little bit of a of a down year and that's why he fell all the way to five Uh, i think if he would have had a year like he did the previous year um he would have been i don't know if he'd have been first round but he probably would have definitely been second round pick um the the he, he's got he's got a pretty good arm, um, got a nice touch on on the long ball, and he's mobile. he's not a he's not a runner, but he's mobile. Yes, he's yes, mobile guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know I don't know much about the kid, man. Um, I'll just say this: any quarterback in this year's draft, everyone said that these guys aren't first round picks type type quarterback. Sure. So. It was hard for me to get excited about any of them. And the draft proved what everyone said, at least for now, yeah. that none of these guys are franchise guys because of the fact that this is just not the good, strong quarterback class. Yeah, they're going to have to prove it. And so, there, so therefore, the draft proved out yeah. to follow that. So the fact that I wasn't overly excited about any of these guys, and then also we picked a guy in the fifth round, I was like, okay, it just means that they're still all in on Carson. Um, Taylor's on a two-year deal, so more than likely after this year he may not be around. And if this kid Sam Howe shows that he could potentially be in this league, some competency to play, then that just means they probably won't re-sign Taylor. And they got this guy on a cheap deal, and he'll back up Carson Wentz. Or they would go into the draft next year, which is supposed to be a, a much, much stronger quarterback draft next year if they don't if the Carson Wentz um, experiment doesn't work out we'll just be back in the draft next year in what was supposed to be a strong quarterback draft and somehow we'll compete with the with the next year's rookie other than that I was like other than having the surprise reaction to it I was like oh okay if he goes you know balls out in training camp um, could they cut Taylor maybe they could but I, I anticipate he's gonna be on the practice squad this coming year and just get used to the NFL, uh, get get stronger, learn learn the playbook, and because because 
you know, they're, they're big fans of, from a team perspective and knowing the book and doing everything the right way. They like Taylor Heineke. So I don't, I don't think that they'll cut him, but you know, in, in today's NFL, you never know. You never know. You never know. And of the remaining three guys, I don't know if you want to touch on them, but the only one that jumps out to me is uh, the second fifth round pick that they got, which is the tight end Cole Turner. Mm-hmm. Again, the kid played it. I think Nevada or something along those lines. Yes. I, I, I saw his highlight reel. He's a former receiver turned tight end, which means the kid has hands. Um, he's not a blocking tight end, which in in this today's NFL, you no longer find that rare uh, blocking and receiving tight end. Someone like a Travis Kelsey. Most of these guys are either one or the other that they do better. This kid is more of a receiving tight end. Uh, John Bates from last year is more of your blocking tight end. And then, of course, uh, Logan Thomas coming back from an ACL injury is in his 30s. So it seems like they put some more talent in the uh, pipeline for the tight end position. And looks I'm assuming Bates and uh, Cole Turner will be our tight ends uh, going forward probably after this season. Uh, unless uh, Logan has a resurgence and just you know makes it to the Pro Bowl, have a Pro Bowl type season. But I like to pick, again, goes back to the point that you made, Ken, is about that we need depth and we need to um, f- uh, backfill some of these spots here because we lost uh, some guys that were our depth players from last season, and uh, they're picking this guy. A lot of the people said that this kid is, can really play. Yeah, um, I always find it interesting when someone says, man, this guy is really, really good, and then they go in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. Because right. if right, they're that right, good, right. then they should probably be in the first three rounds. But – he went in the fifth round. A lot of teams passed over him in the first four rounds, and here this kid is, And but yet they're saying he's, he's really, really good. Hey, listen, what do I know? Antonio Brown went in the fifth round, right? There's, every year there's, there's players like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love for that to be with on Washington. Yeah. On, on, you know, I, I'm not going to be uh, asked for too much. Just seven out of eight players. You know, seven out of eight turn into studs. Not, I don't need to go eight for eight. I don't want to be greedy or nothing like that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Uh, but, yeah, then we finished with uh, offensive lineman uh, Paul and cornerback Holmes out of Oklahoma State. You know anything about Holmes? Because you're an I Oklahoma do not. State guy. I do not. Okay. And I, and I don't either. I, I To be honest, I didn't even – some of the guys I went and looked at film that I was not familiar with, but I did not even uh, look at film on the seventh and final pick of Holmes out of Oklahoma State. Um, so that was pretty much our draft. Um, you know, again, none of these players jump out at you, but I, I, I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting Ron and, and, and Mayhew and hoping that, uh, they've done their homework on these guys and, and these guys are going to be some impactful players for us, um, in this upcoming season. I mean, some of these guys, especially the backup corner, the guard, and probably the tight end safety, most of these guys would be depth players and probably special teams guys. The guys that we expect to probably see on the field is going to be Dotson, uh, probably Mathis to some degree, and, mm-hmm. and Robinson. Um, so I'm looking forward to him, man. At this point, you know, whether we liked the players, whether we liked the pick, you know, you have to congratulate these guys for making it to the NFL. It wasn't their, wasn't their decision to be picked by Washington. Washington picked them. So I'm going to embrace them. I'm going to root for them as commanders. I'm going Absolutely. I'm, I'm to root for these guys to do well. And uh, hopefully, you know, they will become household names. And we're looking back that, man, can you believe we got this guy in the third round? Can you believe this guy was in the fifth round? So I'm hoping 
we have that kind of reaction to talk about these guys um, in, in a couple of years that we're looking back at this draft. So I'm, I'm happy for them. Uh, I'm excited, you know, and I'm ready for mini camp and on the training camp at this point for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, we always, like I said, we all mentioned earlier about always getting grades and, and everything. Uh, but, you know, in, in reality, we should always give it an incomplete, you know. Yeah. Uh, we give grades based off of where we think the talent is, but – We'll see how it pans out of the NFL because we all we all know of uh, busts, you know, first and second round busts, and we all know of you know sixth round nobody knows the name quarterbacks that turn into the greatest that's ever right. ever played. So right. one, once again, my, my my hashtag for the year uh, hashtag prove it uh, <laughs> goes for all eight of these new commanders, and I'm rooting for you. Yeah, and, and and one more thing to wrap this up, man. Um, you mentioned about some of the spots and the positions where we needed some um, some depth, right? And uh, not long after the draft ended, there was some buzz going around about there's interest on both sides of re-signing Collins. I saw that. And so, if Collins does decide to, you know, the the market for him has been probably very limited. And he may decide, well, you know what, at least I can come back and play one more year in Washington and maybe hit free agency after the season. So if that ends up being the case, he knows the defense. He knows exactly he will come back in in that, I hate saying this, but the quote-unquote Buffalo nickel spot. And he'll just come and just pick right up where he left off last season, which was really good for us. And uh, hopefully that they resign him. Maybe that will be the reason why they didn't address the linebacker position because that's, Part of the plan is to bring Collins back. So keep your eyes, I guess, I mean, keep your ears um, open for that. And hopefully that that turns out, man. Because I think most fans will will welcome Collins back in that role, in that uh, hybrid linebacker role um, that he played the second half of last season. Yeah, I think if uh, – and this even goes with Turner on the other side. You know, there's been we, – we were hard on Turner last year. Um and I'll even go with Ron Rivera across the board. You know, this is Del Rio. Can you can you use Collins the right way if he comes back? Can you use Davis, our number one pick last year? Um, I mean, does does you know what's the excuse for Turner now? Right? You, you got you upgraded your quarterback. Uh, everybody's should be coming in healthy. You got Dotson. We're going to have injuries, right? We will have injuries. But so does every other team. You know, yep. what 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 is your excuse going to be this year? And 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 Ron, you brought in all these players. You know, you have a heavy hand on free agency. You have a heavy hand on the draft. You have a heavy hand on every coach that you have brought in. Um, the 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 light should be you know the spotlight should be bright on Ron Rivera and staff this year. It will be. Um, it will I, be. And. and one of my concerns is we're going to end up being something like nine and eight and just outside the playoffs and nothing's going to change because they'll come. Oh, well, such and such got hurt. This person got hurt. I don't want to hear it this year. Okay. I won't be honest. I won't be honest. It's, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good year for excuses from from my perspective okay. now if they're legitimate you know if if uh terry gets hurt and and dotson gets hurt and wentz is out um you, you build up something crazy like that like what about four or five years ago we had 22 23 players on uh, injured reserve yep. or whatever you know you give me something like that okay 
But you know, I don't even want that. I'm tired of being the team that leads the league. Absolutely, absolutely. Play. But but I'm saying you know we're going to have injuries. I don't want to have excuses. Uh, good coaches either coach around it or they have another player ready to step up. And and enough this year enough. you don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I got you, man. I got you. Hashtag prove it. I got you. Well, so. well, we still got a lot of time, man, between now and uh, September. And uh, lots of, lots can happen. We just need to be healthy. We need to get all the guys that were injured back. We need to make sure when we go through mini camp um, and uh, training camp that we don't get anyone majorly injured. Correct. And that we go into the season uh, with fully healthy, getting guys back, guys not getting hurt. And we go in and, um, uh, yeah, man, this team finally looks like we're turning around. That's that's the hope, right? And on paper, it does look like things are in our favor. Yeah. Right? We we anticipate that our defense will be better. Uh, we think that the talent is there. We thought it was there last year. For whatever reason, it didn't gel. And it's hard to believe that the talent that is there would play that bad. But in, until you do it, it is what it is. Uh, when, you, when you write down on paper, our offense could be, and I'm going to use the potentially here, our offense could potentially be a, a dangerous offense. Could be. Um, but until you prove it, it you're, you're just, you know, you're just a, a bunch of guys. Yeah. Well, that's that's all. That's all I got. You got anything else, Kenny? Oh man, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. We're uh, this is one step closer to to opening day, and Ooh. you know that's. That's what I'm waiting for since the since the last game of of last year. I'm I'm waiting for the for opening day of this year. Well, the next uh, the next big thing, I guess, that we we will all be tuning and and uh, waiting for. I think it's May twelfth. Twelfth, May twelfth, correct. Is the release of the schedule. So then we'll know where we're playing. We know who already. Right. Then right. we'll know we'll know where we're playing and where and, we're traveling and, and where, to and where we're traveling to and so, where the knuckleheads are traveling to. Yeah. So. Uh, so we'll be waiting for that. Of course, you will. You will hear from us between now and then. So, oh, yeah. so, so we won't make you wait that long. But, uh, but that will be the next big milestone that we're waiting for as we get toward the uh, toward the season. So, that's all we got. You know, we we would love to hear from you. Feedback. Listen to us. Share it. So, until next time, peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads.